Yeah. So a lot of times, like when you're coaching somebody and you're starting that process and you might ask like, Hey, what's on your mind? They'll kind of give you that surface level answer. Um, and it's so crazy. Like you just keep asking questions, keep asking questions. And what else is on your mind? And what else? And what else? And what else? And you're kind of like peeling back the layers of an onion to the center where you're getting to like, what is the actual challenge that's there for them? Um, so a lot of times, like I know when I was first starting out in coaching, I would get to maybe like the second layer of the onion and kind of start like advice monstering all over the person thinking that like I had figured out all that there was to discover. But as I became a better and better coach, I realized like how much further I could really go in asking those questions and digging to like the real root of the problem, not just what the operator says is the real root of the problem. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hi, leaders. Really excited for the podcast that I have coming up for you. It got created by accident this past week. I guess it's going to be a number of weeks before we actually release it. But uh, we had a sort of a book review on the coaching habit. One of the things that I do every year is I I give out books, uh, either audible or in person for our returning operators. And uh, so Fierce Conversations is one of the books that I give out uh, to all our rookies. We have, we have a, 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 an in-depth training on that at Veteran Training. And then obviously, we start having people come back for a third year and a fourth year. So, so I, I've, I've started to make The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay-Stanier. And sorry if I have mispronounced that, Michael. But uh, MBS is what he goes by, and it's called The Coaching Habit. Say less, ask more, and change the way you lead forever. This book has literally transformed the coaching community, made just an enormous difference, uh, sold millions and millions of copies. And we basically had just a fantastic conversation. About seven people jumped on a, a Zoom link, and I wanted to share it with everyone so that everyone could take advantage of the work that we did and uh, the work that these leaders did and reading the book in advance and then sharing on, you know, hey, why do I want to learn to be a better coach? And I would say coaching and being a really effective coach is an enormous advantage as a leader. OK, and then one of the things that we read regularly think is, is that it's those people who have the most to say who are the best leaders. But in fact, if we look at Jim Collins, who's done all the research, the companies that have gone from good to great, the companies that have, have really had just incredible longstanding success, actually have CEOs who spend more time listening, who spend more time asking better questions. And so we, uh, the coaching habit allows us and, and gives us a structure and a system to be able to do that effectively. So to set you up for, for this podcast, I just wanted to make sure you understood just the overview of what we covered and that the, the initial question is, hey, what's on your mind? 
That's the, the initial opening question. Uh, the second question is, is the awe question, A-W-E, and it's, and what else? And then the focus question is, what is the real challenge for you? The basic question is, what do you want? Number four. Number five, the lazy question he calls it is, how can I help you? The strategic question is, if you're saying yes to that, what are you saying no to? And then the final overview, the learning question is, what do you think was most important? So I really do believe that you're going to love this podcast. You're going to be glad that you've you've listened uh, and, and just kind of got a, a little bit of something that we do here at StudentWorks. Uh, we're going to be putting it on our learning channel for our operators so that they can go and look to become better coaches. Again, if you want fantastic people in your organization, they won't stay if you're just telling them what to do all the time. You've got to give them the space to share. You've got to give them the space to create value in your organization. So I know you're going to love this conversation and you know why I'm putting it out here. I'm putting it out here is because we are on the lookout for amazing students or amazing young people. I mean, students, amazing young people who want to make a difference in their lives, become great leaders. So if you know someone, send them our website at studentworks.com, share this uh, amazing podcast, or shoot me an email, cthompson at studentworks.com for any feedback on this or any other episode or any referrals. Thanks so much. Have an unbelievably fantastic day. Oh, you said Lucas. Oh, sorry. Oh, Malik. Why are you interested? Why are you interest, interested in being a better coach? Why are you here? What, what, what brought you here? Well, uh, the biggest thing for me was I felt like my coaching abilities weren't up to what I expected them to be last year or mm -hmm. like, even my first two years like that. Like it was something that I, I was really looking forward to developing skills on and it wasn't exactly where I wanted it to be. And, you know, I, I had actually had a conversation with John as well as some other, you know, higher level uh like veterans and you know they recommended the book in terms of like building a foundation to to build these skills and yeah, i just totally love the book i even made a presentation for um like like with john for, for okay meetings i you know trying to get people involved in reading um because i've kind of been i've had i have a little book club ever since like the fall so i just think it's super valuable and like the biggest thing for me was like learning how to ask questions better was 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 huge fantastic so drew you know your running your third year business. Why are you here? Why are you looking to be a better coach? Uh, yeah, honestly, I think coaching helps in every single aspect of your life. Like no matter what you're going to be doing, you're going to be dealing with people. And obviously, like if you do want to be a high performing individual, you are going to have people uh, either working under you or working for you through contracts, anything like that. So I think it's a really, really uh, valuable skill to develop just to kind of influence people and, and understand you know, what makes them tick, how to make them perform better. And, and honestly, how to just make themselves more fulfilled in what they're doing. Because, yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, because one of the reasons why I, I was thinking of that, that question as I was sort of preparing for our session today, and, and I was just thinking, coaching is in, in terms of business is a relatively kind of new concept, right? You wouldn't think about, you know, a few decades ago, you know, CEOs going and learning about coaching, you know, no, 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 I'm going to tell you what to do, Malik, here's what to do, you know, you know, Drew, this is what you do. And, 
And frankly, I think if you looked at our operators in the past, I think a lot of them spent time, way too much time telling people what to do rather than having them discover what to do. You know, I know why John and Maddie's here because they got that figured out, you know, and they want to, hey, how do I, how do I keep getting better at this? Right. And, you know, I, I always love the analogy of we can teach people how to catch fish or we can feed them. You know, here's a fish. And I think so often as leaders, we just, we're anxious. We want to shortcut it. And here's the fish. Okay. So that's, that's what we're here to talk about. So one of the things I did was I, I'm assuming everyone's read the book. One of the things that, that, that I thought we would do is at the same time is you're welcome to download this coaching habit. And, uh, and basically somebody just did a little bit of a, of a, of a piece that I thought was, that I thought was helpful on just a PDF, an eight, eight page PDF on what's most important about the book. And we'll sort of have a conversation as we go along. But basically, the main ideas of the book listening, way more important than talking as a leader. And by the way, if you, if um, not sure if you've, you've read Jim Collins's work from good to great, but that's what was kind of fundamental in the work that he did. A level five leader, so often, they thought, or it was common wisdom, that the CEOs would be, oh, some charismatic leader who told everyone what to do, and here, follow me, and this is where we're going. When in fact, the the people whose businesses or the businesses that went from good to great were led by leaders who listened a whole bunch, sat down, discovered, hey, what can we do? How can we move forward? So, you know, understanding the real issue is the real key to solving it. So, so often we'll jump at the first thing. It, oh, let's just jump at that, solve that. And then really, it's just something completely different that is the real problem. Let the other state your vision of what they need or want. So let the person who's being coached, what do you really want? And by the way, you know, I hope everyone gets it is one of the most important things in life is actually to figure out what the heck you want, right? What do you want, right? There's so many different things that we can want, again, in running a successful business. What are we valuing in, in this circumstance? Control your willingness to give your opinion or advice right away. Instigate the other to reflect and ponder. And just because you suspect what the problem is, it doesn't mean it's true. So try to see the whole context so as not to just solve part of it. So that, that's that's kind of the, the main ideas of the book. And uh, any takeaways from the book? Mm, yeah, I've got one. I've got a sure. really great book. Um, I love their concept of like the advice monster. Like, our, you know, bring that, bring that to the front of like our awareness so that we're always giving advice. Yeah. And, um, they also like tied that back into this, this, the three archetypes of someone helping or someone kind of being in a conflict. So for example, like the victim, the prosecutor and the rescuer, I think we mm. all tend to be the rescuer, right? We're just kind of diving when people don't really need the help, Yeah. Um, you know, and despite like our best intentions, like it's actually counterintuitive. It's like, it's, you know, it's damaging the relationship. It's, you know, people are feeling a little suffocated and, you know, only jumping in when you're being asked for help is like a really big thing that I took away. Yeah. And, and by the way, even if you are being asked to help, hold yeah. off and just, so Drew, what do you think you should do? How do you think you should handle that? Let's let's run through this. And again, it's not about trying to make some, Drew's life hard. It's actually just about having, you know, because Drew's addicted to the, to, to, I know he's not, but, but a lot of times our operators are addicted to the, give me the answer. Give me the answer. I want to move on. I want to move on. No, enough of this questions. You know, no, you know, you know, and, and it's understandable. I just want the answer. Well, that's not the best way through this. So I think that's a, that's a really great, 
a great thing to sort of get. And so, so one of the things things to me is, is, is again, the world is shifting more and more towards a coaching mindset. The idea is not just about telling people what to do. But so one of the things he, he goes and talks about as well is how to form a habit. So, you know, the idea of forming a habit is really powerful. And uh, he, uh, he basically says, although we are aware of our actions, this is not very true as we often act by subconscious standards. There are techniques to help us do that, what we propose. Here are some of them. Make a commitment that involves someone else. It looks like he's here. Good. It turns out to be less about you and more about each other. Discover your triggers. What makes you act in a certain way? Be specific and be succinct. Define your new habit as a micro habit that takes less than 60 seconds to complete. Practice a lot. Do small actions. Repeat them be aware of your victories. So, you know, so it's, it's one of those things, you know, I think talking about this, if we're really saying, Hey, this is called uh, the coaching habit. Well, we're going to go back to giving advice and having an advice monster over our head and wanting to tell people and jumping onto your job sites and do this, do this, do this. Okay. So you're going to fail a whole bunch, accept it. You know, and maybe you need to coach yourself when you get out of the car. Hold on. Let's not do that. You know, you're going to run a run a Zoom meeting with your teams, you know, start with questions, you know, and then and then work through it. OK, does that make sense? Do people resonate with that? A hundred percent. Yeah. You I know, what? that too. Uh, Malik? Really quick. There's also I think it's actually in the one section you're looking at. There's a really, really cool stat where they say at least. You know, for people that are really good with it, 45% of our behavior is uh, habitual. Yeah. It's like if we were building good habits and we're just doing good stuff 45% of the time at least. Yes. Yeah. And and it's why why building habits just literally propel you to success. Like good habits, good habits, good habits. You're just propelling yourself to success. And part, I think one of the other things, part of building a good habit and changing your habits is, is using self-compassion. So when you're not doing what you said you're going to do, being compassionate, going, okay, got it. It's okay. I'm learning. Let's try again. Let's try again. You know, just, just in not beating yourself up. So who'd like to give their best shot at talking about the initial question, the opener that you can, you can use at any time when you're, when you're in a coaching environment, who'd like to give their, their, their thought about that. Someone remember that Drew, do you remember that Maddie? Do you remember that? Yeah, just like the uh, the Kickstarter question, pretty yes. much like what's on your mind. Yes, like, what's going on? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I feel like that can be very broad, but um, you know, if, if especially if you have like a specific meeting that about a specific thing, you know, a lot of the focus might be drawn in too much to like, oh, like we need to get our jobs done faster. Uh, instead of being like, why aren't our jobs getting done faster? You could say, you know, like what's on your mind? Why do you think this is happening? Like, what do you think? Like, what's what's your perception of the situation that we're facing ourselves in? Yeah. Yeah. And also as well, that's where you might be coming into the meeting and actually they're dealing with their mom's sick and they yeah. never told you. Yeah. And <laughs> or, I think it's completely work-related, but it could be like something way out of the picture you haven't even thought about, which is crazy. 100%. You know, anybody else around the Kickstarter question? Anybody else have anything to add about the Kickstarter question? 
Yeah, I just think it's really great. I know we talk about this a lot or we talk about this on vet training um, and kind of just in general, but really just asking like not loaded questions. I think it allows for a way more productive conversation instead of going into the conversation already creating something that isn't there. So that was the biggest thing I got because I think that's really powerful. Because, you know, it's one of those things where, remember, we really are asking questions not it's it's like you know you've seen on tv you know where lawyers will ask questions this question this question this question this question this question this question to you know stump the person and get them to oh you know look you know and they're basically blocking all the doors as they go down just aha this is what you've done this is not coaching you know, good legal work. Not, not. There's nothing. That's a different world, though. That's not what we're doing. And and there there can be a lot of judgment in questions as well. So it's, it's really understanding just the whole. What's on your mind? What's going on? Let's look. You know. Um. Also, as well, maybe you do have some things that you have some topics to bring up. And by the way, as well, not always is the coaching that is suggested here coaching that I'm going to suggest in every environment. We have a a weekly coaching that we run our 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 operators through every week. And you know, there's a bunch of material. there's a bunch of there's an agenda that we want to run through. So a lot of times there's that's not the opportunity for using the coaching habit. But the follow-up call on Wednesday, hey, Johnny, how's it going? What's on your mind today? Perfect. And Johnny, and and, and, and of course, maybe on Wednesday, you're interested in seeing how's Johnny done his canvassing? How's Johnny's, you know, what's, what's up, you know, what's up with results, but, you know, John can share what, what's up with him first. And then isn't it true when you get served first, it's really easy to go, oh yeah. Okay. Malik. Oh, what, what are you interested in? Right. You know, so it's, it's kind of a, you know, just a natural thing. And you're, you're out trying to serve that person, solve, solve their, their concerns. So, you know, he talks about the two types of coaching. So there's performance coaching which he says is simpler, daily, practical for solving specific problems. Then he talks about development coaching. On the other hand, it's more meaningful, self-directed. What what are they going through? How do they solve their own issues? Performance coaching, John, we need you to talk to the customer like this. We need you to engage like this. Can you see you need to be more assertive, right? And, and, And John can go, got it. Okay. But then there are things I don't know what's John standing in the way of John before performing better or Malik performing better, right? Like there are things that we as a coach can help someone discover. Oh, I never, I never thought of it that way. So with questions like what stood in your way of coming out on Sunday? Well, this or that, or or you know, what's what's standing in your way? Like I, I know just as an example. You know, many times we'll have operators who literally ask them, they go, yeah, I really feel like I'm operating at 70 or 80% of my capability. So that's a different, that like, so what's standing in your way of being 100%? Why is that? It's not something you can just give them. Drew, this is what you need to do. You know, you see the seven and you see the 10. That's the difference. Let's give you this much, right? It's, oh, great, perfect, Chris. So it's, they need to discover why are they behaving that way? What is holding them back? Why Why are they behaving small? What is standing in the way? And so we get curious about that to help them figure that out. But even if you did know, literally, even if you knew exactly what it was, if you told them, it would make no difference. 
because they would have to discover it. Does everyone see that? I always love to sort of the example that sort of hits for me is when I when I all of a sudden understand something, it'll happen in a conversation, it'll happen something. All of a sudden, it's like my it's like my head, it's it, my brain kind of bubbles. It's like, you know, kind of like, oh my God, do, do people have that Malik smiling? That's it's like, oh yeah. It's like pop, 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 things pop. And then I'm gonna remember that. I'm not gonna forget that. Right. And that's kind of what a breakthrough is. That's what that's what we want as coaches around that development space. We're not gonna get that talking to people. Anything else about that opening question? Yeah, just to kind of pitch in, they also took it to another level in case it gets too vague. And I really like the 3P model. Where it's like, you know, if you want to take it a bit more, and if you want to go to, uh, to like a little bit more depth, you can go, you can ask like, what's on your mind in terms of the project, in terms of like the people you're with. You can okay. kind of put the question around to that. And also the third one is patterns. So like what's on your mind in terms of how you acted or like, or how this is going for you. Perfect. Perfect. So, so it's kind of, it's kind of offering them kind of, it's, it's like in sales that those silver platter objections, but we want them to take the objections, right? So then we can talk through what's, what's standing in their way of being, you know, their, their, their best self. So what about the, the awe question who would like to talk about and the, and the what else question, Johnny, do you want to share about that and how you use that in your coaching? Yeah, for sure. I was actually just getting myself over to unmute myself and say something. Um, yeah. So a lot of times, like when you're coaching somebody and you're starting that process and you might ask like, Hey, what's on your mind? They'll kind of give you that surface level answer. Um, and it's so crazy. Like you just keep asking questions, keep asking questions and what else is on your mind and what else and what else and what else. And you're kind of like peeling back the layers of an onion to the center where you're getting to like, what is the actual challenge that's there for them? Um, so a lot of times, like I know when I was first starting out in coaching, I would get to maybe like the second layer of the onion and kind of start like advice monstering all over the person thinking that like I had figured out all that there was to discover. But as I became a better and better coach, I realized like how much further I could really go in asking those questions and digging to like the real root of the problem, not just what the operator says is the real root of the problem. So for you and your teams, it's like the same thing. Um, whether it be like a, a marketer not getting results, like they might just say, Oh, like, you know, I'm just having a lot of challenges at the door. You know, people aren't answering or, you know, people are just shutting the door. Okay. And what else is going on? And then you uncover that they actually are having a huge problem with their mindset and they just, don't think that anybody wants to talk to them. And, yeah. you know, you can really provide way better coaching once you have a lot more info. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like probably my favorite question out of the book, which is why I was gearing my exactly. screen over to unmute. And it is the, it is, it is a, a favorite one and it's a regular one that we're, we're always asking. I'm not sure if people have heard of the five whys. Okay. Uh, but, but regularly people, you know, and why, why, why are you doing that? And why are you doing that? And why are you doing that? And it's kind of an under uh, uncovering, 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 you know, because one of the most important things to always get is we lie to ourselves. You know, we lie to each other. We lie to, to ourselves. And sometimes of course, knowingly, but that's not really what I'm talking about. Cause, cause, cause that, that really kind of lacks a lot of integrity. And, and there's, I don't think there's a lot of that in our company, but it's kind of an unknowing thing. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, it just customers aren't here. Well, really what's going underneath is I feel bad about canvassing. I, I feel, I feel, you know, timid or I feel this, that's harder to say, 
right? So, so it's it's kind of just getting lower, getting lower, getting lower. What's really in there? What's what's making you squeamish? You know what you know, and 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 kind of getting below and below and below the surface, Drew. Yeah, I just wanted to say I think it's really really funny how much you can get out of just asking the same question over and over. Because yeah. a lot of a lot of times, even like I notice myself, like I'll be asked like, "What's on your mind?" and I'll. I'll sometimes just defer to like, oh, what do I think they want to hear? Like, what do I think is the right answer? So I'll say that. And then, you know, keep probing. What else? I'll say, oh, fuck, like, what's the other right answer? And then I'll eventually you run out of those and you have to (laughs) say what's on your mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Drew's working with a great coach, Joe. Right. And so so he wants to give Joe the right answer. Of course, there's another scenario. Right. Oh, okay, it's this. Oh, it's this. And then all of a sudden it's like. Oh, hold on. I'm really, instead of looking out here for the answer, I'm looking more and more in, inwards, right? What is really going on here? So that's awesome. Thanks for bringing that up, Drew. Yes, Lucas. Another, th- like, it's not as much as coaching, like, with your team and everything, but just, like, asking this, like, what else question I found has been great for, like, just working with clients whenever whenever things pop up and things aren't going as, as smoothly as you anticipate or whatever. It's just, like, you find out, like, every, every little problem they have and they're not kind of throwing out whatever bullshit answer that you go fix this little problem. That's not actually the problem. Right. So it's, and you're not ignoring like the, the actual issue either. So I find like, Oh, I didn't really talk about that, but that's what I've done for, for poor clients. Just get everything out on the table. Mm-hmm. And that's in the way that you can start yeah. repairing whatever else is going on. Right. So. And there's another example. Canadians are so nice. They don't want to say really what's up, right? Oh, it's fine, Lucas. It's fine, you know? And, you know, and, you know, Lucas does want to completely satisfy this person and have them as a raving fan. And what else? No, I really want to know anything else. Like, we're here. Let us fix any any other concerns you have for it. So awesome. You know, so awesome. So there's another way that it can stand in. Like, we're just kind of, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Right. Like, no, fine's not good enough. So there's yeah. another situation where that can resolve. Now, yeah, there's, oh, sorry. Go on, Lucas. I was going to say, there's nothing worse for you or for your crew whenever you think you're done a project and you think all your problems are solved or whatever that you might have had. And then you spend an extra day or two there fixing issues that could have been done earlier or you're b- battling to get that final payment or, or progress payment or whatever. Right. So 100%. Sorry. So love it. No, thank you for adding that. Uh, Mac. Yeah, like, like obviously, like I think it's one of my most favorite questions, partly because John has been hammered in my in my head for the past three years. <laughs> he loves that question, um, but also does. I also feel like this is more than just coaching. Like you can use this for any kind of relationship you have, and uh, it's such a succinct and useful little phrase because it just shows a person that you're really listening, that you're trying to understand them, and it does a great, it does a really great thing of building, you know, a sense of like comfort between the two people, um, yeah, like it- whoever you're talking to. Hundred percent. And by the way, you could do it wrong, right? You could do it wrong because you could be asking and not really listening, not really be in the relationship, not really. You know, it's kind of like looking at your phone and what else? What else? You know, you know, like something will grab you. No, you've got to be present. You've got to be really focused yeah. uh, to, to to have that impact. Yeah, it's given that like you're actually there with them. Right? Of course. Oh no. Listening. Yeah. And 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 by the way, as well, it's it's it's. You know, one of the things about coaching like this is it really takes you to be really present, right? Because it it's you've got to be there, you've got to be you know just centered, right? And 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 on the other hand, I guess that could be, you know, I know, challenging, exhausting. It's also really, really rewarding too, 
you know, getting that connection and really helping someone discover something. So, um, and the other thing is, is, you know, just it avoids rhetorical questions to give the answers you want, like, but have you ever thought of, you know, how about, you know, um, it's those types of things are just a way of, you know, hiding your advice monster. Okay. And by the way, it doesn't mean those things are never good because sometimes people need specific skill, skill training. So, so, you know, Drew, you know, have you, you know, thought what's happening with the client menu, you know, what, what's happening? What, why have you stopped using the client menu or whatever? Someone stopped doing that. Or, so, so sometimes again, it could be directed at that, but, but, but typically again, these are, that's not the type of coaching here. Okay. So not saying again, we're not saying, or, and I don't believe, uh, Michael, uh, you know, the author is saying, oh, th- those questions are never good. No, they could be good. But but that's not the, 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 the real power of the coaching habit. The next question is the focus uh, question. So anyone like to to share about the focus question? You know, for us, we haven't heard about heard from you yet. Have you did, did, did that stand out? Oh, Johnny, do you want to say something? Yeah, sorry. I just had to get some water there. Um, but one thing that I think might be useful and like, even I would like to hear your answer on this too, is sometimes when you're asking that question, like, you know, what do you think the impact is of not using your client manual? Or maybe it's something with your marketer. They're going to give you the answer that like, they think that you want to hear. What's your advice for having them really truly discover and to be sitting in it for themselves and not for like just answering what you think that, or what they think you want to hear? I think, I think it's, you're listening for that. Right. So it's, so it's okay, John, I get that. Now, what else? Right. And really, really listening for that. No, no, no. It's beyond that. You know, and what else? You know, it's in, you know, trust me, it's okay. Right. And part of it is as well as I think it also is, is the level of the relationship with you have them. Do, do they trust you? Right. That you're not going to take this and I don't know, pervert it or take this and go, what? You're, you, you don't think you're good enough, John? What do you mean? That's stupid. Right. Or something, you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, that, that's really powerful. It's they're trusting you with, because if you, if you think about it, you're doing the five whys or you're doing the what else, what else, what else, what else, what you're going to get to some really sensitive stuff. So you have to be so, you know, again, you're listening and sensitive about what's really sensitive for them. And you may not even see it as very sensitive. Like, really? Like, you, that, sorry, hopefully that won't come out of your mouth, but you may be thinking, oh my, you know, wow, that, that just seems holy. You think that? Wow. Okay. You know, well, thanks for sharing that. And that's, that's really of concern for you. Okay. You know, so, so that's my thought is, is you're just going beyond the smoke screen, Johnny. Uh, Drew. Yeah. One part of the, the question, like, what is the real challenge here for you? One part of that question that I really love is the for you part. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel that it kind of brushes off the top layer there. Because if I ask, like, what is the real challenge here? Um, they're going to tell you, like, oh, they might be, like, down stuff. Oh, I'm not good enough. Like, I didn't do this good enough, whatever. But I really like the for you part. It's like, what's specific about this situation uh, makes it challenging for you? Getting right down into why this is happening. like. What, what yes. do you think that, you know, it's coming down to this? Yeah. 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 So what's the challenge is pretty general, pretty shallow. What's the real challenge, more general, and then really focused. What is the real challenge here for you? 
And then it's, it's, it's like, what's really, really going on for you. So, so I think that's, that's really powerful. You know, he, he basically says, when you feel that overwhelmingly urge to respond immediately, when you've asked something, here is one more question you can ask to break this habit. So what's the real challenge here for you? The point is to focus on the person you're talking to, avoid abstractions and generalizations. Like Drew was saying, the question you want, the answer you want to get, you, 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 I think I should do, oh, the system says this or, you know, whatever, right? Like it's, it's important to remember asking the real challenge for the person can take the weight off of doing something that is not your ob- obligation. You can put together the first three questions to have a successful dialogue and help the person find the answer they're striving for. You know, one of the other things about what's the real challenge for you, uh, you know, a lot of times is, you know, we're, we're doing things and then something didn't happen, you know, and and again, it's okay. Why didn't, and what else, and what's the real challenge for you? And again, inquisitive, curious, what's standing in your way of that? What's really happening here? You know, why is, why is that difficult? And, And then again, good chance we can get it. We can unlock it and set the person free. Lucas. Yeah, we're just going to like, obviously this book is just a lot to like help you become a better coach, but I also just kind of, it's made me like realize like some of the things that I do that make me not as coachable as I should be. Oh yeah. Like, right. Like I know Drew talked about it too, like giving the, the right answer and not actually saying what you're actually doing. Right. And then yeah. your DM or, or BC, I guess just has to kind of dig in deeper for no reason. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're also just, even though we're the operator, even though we're high performing, even though we're running our own business, we're also just as guilty of, of kind of giving some bullshit answers and then avoiding the actual problem. Right. So I, I, it made me like, just think about myself, like, okay, what can I do to like become a, be a better coach myself, but also be more coachable for, for yeah. the people that are, are trying to help me out too. Right. So that's one of the things that I loved about this book as well. So. Well, it's one of those things as well, where I really believe the best coaches are super coachable. And by the way, that doesn't mean like, I don't know a lot about Bill Belichick. He doesn't seem super coachable to me, but I don't think he coaches in the way we coach at all. He's the CEO, hard nose, do this, do that, strategizing. I'll sell, sell you, you know, for nickels, you know, to get this person or just like, it's, it's not what we're talking about, but the, the, that heart first coach you know, when, I, when, I, when I'm thinking about this as well, about the no advice, like I, I, know, I know one of my, one of my friends is, is, it really works in the spice, the spice of space of no advice. Literally, you'll never hear him ever give advice. Like I've never, you know, it's just, you know, and, but what he will share is this experience. This is what I've done before. Okay. What, what is the problem when you look at experience versus advice? What's the advantage of experience versus advice? I want everyone to really sort of see that and think about that, kind of marinate. If I give you my advice, or if I give you my experience. Yeah, I think uh, with the experience aspect, it's like you can actually see, oh, this is what actually has happened. Uh, This is what they did, and this is the result. Whereas if someone's giving me advice, I, like just myself personally, I tend to take advice horribly in that manner. I feel like they're telling me what to do which I absolutely hate. <laughs> so when it's phrased another way, like, Hey, like in the, in the past, like I've faced situations just like this, this is what I did. These were the results. I'm like, okay, great. Like that would be a great course of action to take. Well, and no one can get upset that you took a course of action in the past, yeah. did something. And this was the result. And on the other hand, if I tell Drew, 
this is what I think Drew should do, and here's why, then there's two things that can happen. Drew can take my advice. He can get a result. Then, oh, I guess Chris was right. Maybe that would make him feel good. Maybe it would make him feel less of himself. He could not do it, do his own thing, and then go, oh, yeah. Or he could do it. It didn't work. Oh, Chris is such a crap head. He gave me this bad advice, right? Like those are the, that's the problem with advice. So, and all of you have all sorts of quote unquote experience that you can share. So here's what I did, or, or you can share, you know, Malik's doing a job. Here's what we're doing on this other job in this circumstance. Okay. Okay. I got it. Okay. So, so again, it doesn't necessarily mean you painted it that way. You cleaned it that way. Here's what the other teams do it. Okay. You're not telling them to do it that way. They're discovering that that may be the best way. I would also never call you crap that Chris. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Malik. <laughs> yeah. Another thing too, is I, I kind of realized in a lot of conversation I've had is advice doesn't necessarily come with experience, but it, you know, experience does like it, it equips you with like knowledge, but you can give advice and not actually have gone through it. So like I've kind of caught people like giving me advice on stuff that they've never actually figured out themselves. Which well, is just <laughs> um, but yeah, with experience, it's like, there's, there is an, you know, an action and there was a result, right? There's an actual, so there's something you can act on afterwards from that conversation. So it's just such so, so much more valuable and you can actually rely on that. Well, the, the Olympics are starting soon. So there'll be a bunch of people sitting on their couches with a beer and going, I could do that. I could ski down the hill like that. Like that, yeah. that's not that art, you know? So, so, you know, and, 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 and again, I think, I think people who are willing to give advice so often, again, don't have a clue. So it's experience so much more supported. Who'd like to share or anybody have anything to share before we start about what do you want? What's the power of the, just the basic question? What do you want? Yeah. For the, for the, what do you want? That one I had a little bit of a hard time with, like, cause I've been trying to implement this book ever since I finished it, like just in my day-to-day activities, I like kind of remembering them. Sure. I feel like I found a, a better way to kind of ask is like, what can I help you with? Okay. Or like, is there anything I can, you know, just like a, a variation of that. It's kind of, it's kind of, that's great. That, that can be part of that question. What can I help you with? You know, but, but the other thing is like, I've got to tell you one of the most important things that successful do successful people do is decide what they want. Right. Like there's so many ways to be successful, so many ways to find your path in the world. So what do you actually want here? You know, there everybody here has a different goal. Right. We're all on the same link, different goals, significantly different goals. So what do you want? Well, John wants something different than Maddie, than Malik, than Faraz. Faraz wants something different, you know, than 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 uh than Lucas and Drew. So what that does is really profound because and then. The question makes it um, so that they're taking full responsibility for the answer. This is what I want. Okay. And many times we do not know what we truly want, or we don't have the courage to ask, or when we ask, we receive, we, we don't give that first answer. So it can be on the surface, you know, and, and, and what, what do we want? We want a result, but, it, but again, how do we figure that result out? So Maddie, you were sharing. Yeah, I just feel like this is a really great question to kind of cut the fluff in conversations. I know even for myself, like with my friends, like 
you know, so many people can get so caught up in stories and complaining and they don't really even have a reason why they're upset. And it's like, okay, like what, what do you want out of this conversation? And sometimes they're like, I don't even know. (laughs) And it really just makes them realize that like, there's really no point in complaining um, and to kind of get them more in like a solution oriented mindset rather than just being like upset, caught in their stories, you know, they have that's a, that's a wonderful example, right? Like someone is, you know, again, the, the, the most, the, one of the most normal place humans find themselves is complaining, criticizing, blaming. Mm-hmm. Okay. So someone's complaining, criticizing, blaming. So what do you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, what do you want? You know, and, and, and again, there's all sorts of pathways out of this. So it's, but, and, and, and also as well, if someone's doing that, there's no, there's no growth. There's no progress when we're just blaming, criticizing, complaining. So it's, you know, and there's, no, and, and by the way, as well, um, what can we do if someone's blaming, criticizing, or complaining? One of our, one of our team members, what's, what's a, what's a good way to handle that? So Johnny, someone's complaining, criticizing, or blaming. How do you handle that? I think it's more like a, how to win friends and influence people thing where it's Mm -hmm. just like really seek to understand before you try to be understood, like really just kind of hearing them out. And obviously it depends on what they're complaining about, but a lot of times people complain just to voice what's in their head. And so like the biggest thing is just being present, listening to them and creating a structure plan to turn things around. Yeah. So it's, so yeah, I love, I love that. The other thing that, that, you know, to me stands out is, is the, the concept in landmark that they talk about completing you, John, I really get it. This has been a really difficult patch. You, you had this happen. You had that happen. You had this happen. You're really kind of fatigued by all of that. It so makes sense to me. You know, I totally, to- and, and again, if I'm saying that it is bullshit, by the way, that's just totally doesn't work. Right. But so you, you can jump into someone's space and just hear really what they're saying. Go, okay. Yeah. And the point is, like a lot of times what ends up happening as coaches, we don't actually want to give that, that any credence, what John's saying, the blaming and complaining and whining and babying and stuff. We'll know that the path through it is to totally take it all on. Just totally see how you're feeling that way and how, how much of a struggle. And here's, here's what I'm hearing happen over the last three weeks and la, 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 the car keeps breaking down or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, whew, it's flat. Yeah. And then what are we going to do with it? And one thing just to add to that, I was coaching a, a sales manager. I was listening to some eight point calls the other night and uh, I forget exactly the situation, but he kept kind of just saying to the customer, like, you know, totally understand, totally understand, totally understand. And I just kind of want to like throw it in the space that like just saying, oh, I totally get it. Doesn't have the person see that you get it. At no, all, right? like You need to basically say that story back to them in different words. And that's how they're going to really feel understood. Mm-hmm. And that's the only space that you can actually get them out of that mindset. If you actually do complete them, because if they just feel like you're steamrolling them and moving on from it, then they're not, they're also going to be pretty unlikely to bring more stuff up to you because you're not creating a good environment for them to bring up these complaints yeah. or these things. Um, so it's really, really, really important what we're, what we're chatting about there. Yeah. And hopefully everyone gets as well as is like, Yes, you can use some of your words, their words, and that's good because it she says, oh, Chris is listening to me. Uh, Chris is telling me some of my words back. And 
He so got me that he's saying other words that really kind of even speak beyond it. Johnny, I hear a frustration underneath that. I feel like God just, just, just really hurts. You're just in a lot of pain right now, you know? So, and then it's, this person gets me. Okay. I don't need to talk about that anymore. Why do complaints keep coming up a lot of times in, in life from people or whatever in situations is because they don't feel hurt. So complete them. So they totally get it. And then it's like, ah, okay, we can move on. Or again, what's the solution? What can we do? How can we handle this better in the future? So this doesn't happen to us. So Malik. I I just had a question for like everybody else. Does anybody experience a little bit of like difficulty with like the, what do you want question where people kind of take it the wrong way where they kind of feel like a little bit rushed or like, you're just trying to like brush them off. It feels more like, you know, high tension conversations if they're like kind of you know for example you're just kind of smoke like ranting complaining going off like just kind of you know letting their feelings loose and you go okay like what do you want i've just i've had a, i've had a few experiences where they're kind of like you know standoffish and they're going like what do you mean i'm just i'm just venting right i'm just kind of curious if anybody went through that and you know if they're successful in finding a way to deal with it True. yeah malik i think just using what we're what we're just talking about now is great because sometimes like when i'm venting and um I just want to be heard. And then obviously there's a reason why I mentioned, I want to get to that underlying issue and fix it. So I think just saying, Oh, I totally understand where you're coming from. You're frustrated because this happened. Uh, you know, you wanted it to go another way. Like, what do you want out of this situation? Like what would make you feel better about what has happened? And, and you know, what would be your ideal solution? How do we get there? Um, but I think, yeah, just the understanding definitely helps me when I find myself in like a position where I'm venting. Um, and then once I, I get that acknowledgement, I'm way more open to anything else the other person has to say about it. Love it. Because what do you want if they're not in the right space and it's not really just free and clear? Could be somebody could respond defensively. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? What do I, you know, like, because, you know, so I think that's really what it is. Lucas, did you have anything else to add? Uh, I was just going to say, like, in conjunction with the and what else question. You like you're making sure everything's heard if they're going on a rant or whatever, and like that's just all they want. They just want to be heard. Yeah, it's like perfect. That's usually not all that people just want, but of maybe that's what yeah. they might tell you. Yeah. Once you dig a little bit deeper, you can find out. And then, like Drew said too, sometimes it's not just asking like, "What do you want?" It's just like, "Okay, like, what's the solution to this? Like, what's the ideal scenario that comes out of this whenever we're done mm-hmm. talking about this? Whenever we're done fixing fixing the issue or working on the issue or whatever." So. I don't know, like sometimes I deviate away from just like asking straight up, what do you want? Because yes, I agree. Sometimes that can be like a bit like abrasive or or brash or whatever. And some people that doesn't work. Some people it does work. Um, so just like, yeah, just trying to like, I think just like, I try to do a little bit gently, more gently, I guess, especially whenever it's a scenario that someone's probably really upset or whatever, if they're doing all this ranting and stuff. Right. So I get it. And I think as well, it's, 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 what's the coaching relationship? What's, what's been established, you know, where is it? So I can't imagine that Johnny asked, what does he want to Malik? They've got a longstanding relationship. Malik's going to take that defensively, you know? So, so, so that's, that's also something to be, to be considered, right? You know, you go onto a site, you're working with your crew chief, she or he really upset and hey so what do you want you know what i mean there what do you mean you know so so yeah johnny yeah and 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 just to kind of throw it out there it also depends on the delivery of that question as well right yes. like if they're ranting on and on you just go okay what do you want yeah. <laughs> that's going to land totally different than you know restating all the stuff they just said to you and then going hey man like 
you know, what, what do you really want here? Like, what are you hoping for? Yeah. And it's like soft and Hey, yeah. like, you know, I care about you. I'm asking this question because I want to help you get what you want, yeah. not because I'm just trying to dismiss you and move on. Right. And so, yeah, it depends on the delivery as well. I, I haven't found that when I ask that question or some variation of it, that people get defensive. Um, but I could totally see how it gets that space. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. No, nope. I just kind of brought it up because I think nope. we're all, we're all very oriented people. So we're, I don't think we'd have a problem getting that question. I've just kind of had some people where they just vent and like, like, okay. And so what do you want out of this? And yeah. then they go, nothing. I just wanted to vent. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And that's, and so I think Johnny's hitting, hitting, hitting the, 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 why that happens. And, and, and as well, it's always checking in with yourself, you know, the, who are you being in the conversation? Who are we being? So we're being of service. We're being a contribution. We're being loving. We're being caring, you know? So we're being that. You're going to have a hard time going wrong in your conversations with people, right? So so if you're being, I know, persnicky, you're being defensive, you're being sensitive, you know, you're being, you know, these other types of ways of being, you know, angry, you know, that's not going to go as well. Then the next question we have is, is the strategic question. So actually, why don't we, Malik, why don't, why don't you talk about, because part of the strategic question is, is some of the things that you were talking about earlier. As I, as I kind of mentioned, it goes into those, those three archetypes because we just always tend to jump into, especially if we're in like a, you know, a managing or authority position, we just kind of want to jump in and fix the problem. Yes. It's like a transactional form of conversation or relationship. But, um, you know, how can I help you? It just gives the power to them to kind of state what their needs are, right? Like you're not, you're not trying to guess or like make assumptions or just basically, yeah, like guess. You're not, you're not guessing either. You just know because they're giving it to you. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of cuts all the, uh, all the fluff. Exactly. So, so it's like as stated earlier, we think we have total control over our actions, but who really dominates is our subconscious. It falls a pattern of behavior depending on the situation. Let's talk about three patterns, the victim, the stalker, and the rescuer. The first two usually delegates the blame to others and abdicates responsibilities, the victim and the stalker. And the last one takes all the reins and resolves the issue. Those are not archetypes we want. So uh, understand that you are not one of these profiles. You behave as one of them, depending on the solution and the, and the triggers enable. The question then is, how can I help you? It great. It forces the other person to ask directly what they want. Second, she or he holds back her willingness to go out helping without knowing exactly what to do. Okay. So, so, so there's just, just, you know, again, how can I help you? You know, and, and, and then naming it, uh, knowing it, by the way, just because someone says, this is how they can help you doesn't mean you're going to do it. <laughs> okay. So um, I have pretty funny, um, not, I know about funny, but uh, as an example, my, one of my podcasts will be out later on in March, plug in the podcast. Can you believe it? But anyhow, it's a good story. Carl Gertley, many times serial entrepreneur. Uh, he basically coached both of his, his, his sisters to massive success out West. So they're very successful. And he said, he said, he said, sometimes they call and say, Hey, come and move my 40 foot ladder. I can't. And he said, Hey, uh, no, <laughs> you know, that doesn't work. You know, I've got working with 18 people or whatever that, that can't work. So anyhow, it's just, just because they ask a question doesn't mean that you're 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 going to you're going to offer. 
So, uh, but but you 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 get to decide how to do it. You get to decide what what how to, how to work through it, and they they get to make a decision about hey how could how could John help me here? Uh, the strategic question is I love the strategic question. Who'd like to talk about the strategic question? Lucas, awesome. Uh, I was just going to add on to the last one. Oh, Sorry, just uh, obviously we all have different goals, like you had said, but like where most of us are at now, I'm imagining is we're not going to be wanting to to run around and solve all these little problems, like moving the ladder, like you just said, right? So yes. it's just like all about being a good coach too, just making sure you're properly equipping your employees to like, okay, we can solve our problems. We can be our own rescuer. We don't have to be the victim. We don't have to be the stalker here either, right? So, yeah. and it, yeah, it is just about like saying no, even if you're free, to go move the ladder, of course. So yeah. just to, you know, just to say no and like, okay, how are we going to solve this problem? Like yourself, how can we, how can we handle it over the phone? Right. So, or how do we set it up? So you don't even have to call me about these things. You just, I don't know. Yeah. well, I, I remember having a conversation with Julia Morris last year and, and her, she, she regularly in her first year of operating had all sorts of crews an hour away, like that, you know, just really unheard of. And I, I thought, what a fantastic opportunity as a coach, because you you just like, you, you you know, Lucas, you can just, oh, I'm just going to go drive three blocks and then see my crew and solve the problem. You know, actually, hey, so what do you think you should do? How do you think you can? Do you want to take a picture of the situation? You know, stand back so I can see. But, what, you know, I, I see a solution. What do you think the solution would be? You know, just again, just keep working, keep working, hold back, hold back, hold back, have them break through. Oh, wow. Thanks, Lucas. Look what you did for me. You know, so, so, so absolutely. Again, it's, it's just, it's just not that. And, and, you know, again, one of the, one of the things that I think we want all of our operators really think about is how do I run a business outside of my hometown? Again, I don't want to be, you know, managed by distance and time. It's like, this can happen all over the place. That's, that's real leadership. So it's like, I don't have to be there. Uh, so, so the strategic question, anybody want to talk about the strategic question, Malik? Yeah, I really like this one a lot. Um, basically I would like, I, like when someone's like trying to make a decision that has, has a bit of some weight to it. Yeah. Ask if you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? And I even like change it around. Like if, if it's the, if it's the negative version of it. So if you're saying no to something, then what are you agreeing to do? Right. I like to switch it around sometimes as well. And it just, it makes the person you're having a conversation with basically just weigh all the options and, and, yeah. and make the best decision. You're having them do that second reflection um, about the decision. And you just, you always get a better outcome than if they just go for off the first one. 100%. You know, one of the things he says is being a busy person is not synonymous with being productive. Being a busy person actually makes you a lazy person too lazy to think indiscriminately to act indiscriminately so we must think strategically about working about how working in strategy means knowing how to say no i think one of the most powerful powerful things leaders do it's not a super strength of mine it's 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 a super strength of our ceo and she's really really great at at you know no or not now or let's hold off you know and that's so so powerful because it just seems like, and, and we all, we all do it sometimes. Well, let's just do this too. Let's do that too. Like for instance, Johnny, we have known for decades that we should send emails to our clients and we just have never done it yet. And now finally, Johnny, well done. Johnny is doing that. So we're finally saying yes to that. And I don't look back and think, 
oh, we were we were wrong about that. No, we always were full of enormous priorities and and focuses, and 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 the biggest focus always our company put was on coaching amazing operators, and we didn't really have anyone. I wasn't going to figure that out at night, figuring out how to do whatever Johnny's doing. <laughs> you got a bunch of estimates though, and now we're going to get lots more. But it's it's just again when we say yes. It represents no to all sorts of things. And it's just so easy to just keep, oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. You know, especially in the environment that we're living in, because, you know, there's so many superheroes in our businesses, as we all know, right? I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. So, Drew. Yeah, adding on to that, I think, like, uh, you know, in the case where you do analyze all the alternatives, you understand what you're saying no to. And the answer is still yes. I think that just brings that much more commitment because you fully understand like what the decision is bringing you, what it's not bringing you and what the all other alternatives are. So I think once you understand all that, your commitment to the yes is going to be that much more powerful when you it actually comes down to, you know, proceeding through with it. 100%, 100%. And Maddie. And I think, well, just speaking of like development coaching and all that kind of stuff, I think this is great because you can tie it really well to your habits as well. So it's like, oh, if you have a habit of saying yes to, you know, going out or uh, vaping or X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever you have going on, what yeah. do you say no to? And you can really see the, like the benefits and the disadvantages of your habits. But I think as well, it really just uh, narrows down uh, and, and distinguishes your why as why you're doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a really, really powerful question, you know, and just discovering again, what is the best? Again, it's another, it's in many ways, it's also kind of a strategy question because again, one of the most, most important things about strategy is, you know, again, what are we going to put, put our, our, our business success to? And, and the most important things about that is no to this, no to this, no to this, no to this. Like if you, if you look, if you look at again, successful companies, I know, you know, Apple a number of years ago, well, they've, they've done it so often, you know, no, we're, you can't put something in an Apple phone. They did it years ago. You know, there's no, you can't, no, there's no wired wires. You know, you can put, you can't do wired in an Apple phone. Sorry. You know, well, no, but I want it. Well, sorry, go buy another phone. You know, but you can't have our phone with a wire, you, you know, so it's in and they've done that so many times with different things. And and again, it cuts off all sorts of people. But what does it else do? I guess it probably allows for more security. It allows for more um, protection of the phone. And, and they just like you sometimes just have to say no. So the last question is the learning question. So who would like who would like to talk about the learning question? I see this a lot with coaching my rookies, but I think it's really important because um, you could give them, you know, advice or have this long conversation, help them discover things, or it could be from training or they had, you know, our, uh, our weekly max calls and things like that. Um, but you don't really understand what they took away from it unless you really ask them. So I think the question is like a, a version of like, uh, what did you get from this conversation? Yeah. Or what do you think was most important? Yeah, the, yeah. His question, but that's great. What did you get from this conversation? What did you find out? Obviously, if, if you're in our company, you hear that question a lot. That is a that is a, an ongoing question that we're asking. What did you get? What did you see? You know, what are you, what are you getting here? Yeah. Sometimes the answers really surprise you, which is so cool. And one of the things is, is that a lot of times from their answers, you get something. Oh, I never. Oh, OK. You're, you know, and and. 
because they discovered something you never knew they were discovered. Oh, I discovered I was doing it this way and this was really standing in my way. And now I see this. And it never really came up in the conversation. Like you, you, you again, might've been having a really good conversation. And then all of a sudden at the end, they go, wow, I just saw this for me. So Johnny, that looked like you were going to smile and say something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, I definitely inside of my coaching will have a tendency to talk a lot and yeah. say a lot of different things. And it's so funny because like the last few questions, you kind of go off in all these different, or at least I do go off in all these different spaces. And then you go like, so like, what was most useful for you here? Like, what, what do you think was most important? And then it's like this small little piece that you said <laughs> right at the end. You just go, I could have saved myself a lot of talking and probably been a lot more effective. So that, that's something that I'm working on this year is just being more concise in the things that I say yeah. and delivering the point more clearly um, and not going off into a bunch of different directions because my brain scattered a lot. So yeah, absolutely. It's I got it. For us. Yeah. I love this question too, just because uh, you can literally like, it's very strong and like positive way to positive way to finish the conversation because like literally you know exactly the whole conversation and this question is actually lined up okay like literally what was the most useful here for you and then they actually say what they actually got it so it's very very um, i feel like it's the best question to finish it positively the conversation yeah it does create sort of a of a positive spirit to the end. It also, it's also an assumptively positive question, right? Oh, so this was a great, great, you know, uh, great conversation. So what are you taking away from this? What are you learning from this? You know, so, so what did you think was most important? So, so I think that's great. Uh, it's certainly some of it is as well for you is, is as Johnny took as a coach, oh, I'm taking things and learning from it. I, I wouldn't also necessarily mean that that's all they took or that, you know, you know, make, don't make it mean so much. What do you mean? I just, oh, what, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's, 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 uh, it, it is a nice conclusion. It's maybe you're going to, you're going to discover something, uh, et cetera. Anything else, anything else that's jumping up for people to share. And then we're going to start finish this because we have a small group. What did you think was most important in this conversation? <laughs> so who'd like to start? Why don't, why don't I start? Uh, we'll go, we'll go around the, I don't know if the zoom's the same for everyone, but, but we'll start with Malik. I guess my biggest takeaway for uh, just reading the whole book was the the advice monster. So just having that brought to our awareness, like we just always give advice and it's not super fun just to be talked to. Yeah. Um, and also the second thing was just asking a lot of questions, like changing the way you speak in terms of just asking questions instead of giving information. Fantastic, fantastic. So overcoming the advice monster, asking lots of questions. Maddie? Mine would definitely be not going to conversations uh, with loaded questions or creating something that isn't okay. there. I, I already shared about this, but I think I think so many times, like even, even personal development programs like Landmark, they really try to dig this, you know, get this down um, to not have rackets on people and that kind of stuff, because that really does influence your uh, perspective. And I just love the what's on your mind and not going into the conversation, like with an agenda, like already trying to call them out and just like being someone, being that person, being someone who's there for what, what does it say? Being that person for someone or whatever. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure what you specifically. Someone? Sorry. Is it being present for someone. 
Um, not specifically, but same thing. Doesn't really matter. But it's again just like being again being present for somebody, you know, in the it's, conversation that you're in. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the things that I hear you saying, Maddie, is is that we can naturally, as humans and as coaches, look to force an outcome. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Maddie's problem. This is this is the outcome I'm looking for. That is not coaching. It's not good communication pattern. It's not a good style. You know, so it's so it's again really really staying with it one mouth two ears staying with it drew yeah i think my biggest takeaway from the whole thing is that initial kickstarter question just the what's on your mind uh because oftentimes in the past i would just assume that i already know all the information like oh this is the problem we're facing here's how we're gonna fix it and i yes. wouldn't even ask questions i'd be like okay do this <laughs> like nobody yeah. learns anything from that the problem never gets solved because i don't even know what the real problem is so i really love just just the idea of gathering more information about anything before you try to dive headfirst into it and take it on yourself. Perfect. I love that. That's, that's, that's great. And uh, for us. Yeah. For me, like basically asking lots of great questions and uh, not giving advice, sharing with an experience. That's like really important part I got from it. Just because like when you give someone advice, like we talked about it on that question, it's just now convey very well so you really want to share with your with your experience that's very very helpful awesome and lucas yeah it's hard to pick up one like i think this book is like amazing yeah obviously um i would just say like i think like i find myself that i treat like my operators even like my crew chiefs a little bit differently than i'll like treat my painters with asking these kind of questions like okay like how much can like these people handle like or whatever but like if i'm recruiting like properly and have the right people like in my business right it's it's still being able to like treat them all the same with with equipping them properly with these questions and just like setting them up so yeah like i'm not being the advice monster i'm i'm being a, a coach and letting them develop and grow themselves that's what being a coach is about and they go on to go do different things or or more things or whatever like that that's great so just like realizing like how much like i'm limiting myself and because of that i'm limiting them in, in the way that I, I'm treating them. So I just so love that share, Lucas. Like, you know, one of the biggest things I've shared this, I don't think I've shared this with you, but I've shared this quite often with our senior team is, is I think we had 95, was it 92, 95 referrals from the program? And so many of those were our past, our past, you know, staff members, you know, however we determine those or what we call those. And so often, I'm hearing those people use the words we use, enrollment, integrity, you know, being on time and or our values and, you know, all these sorts of things. And it's just like, no kidding, they come in and they're crushing it. No kidding, they're coming in and it's like they already got it. So, yes, Lucas, we can just hold um, and just not not think someone's capable of, of having this type of conversation. And we're really the one holding it, holding it back. So, so awesome to see that. Thank you. And Johnny. Yeah. Um, I don't know for me, I don't know how many times I've reviewed this book by now, but I think just like, uh, well, I know for sure a lot of times Yeah. and it's just good to see all of those questions again. Um, and I, I'm not sure if we had really covered it off, but like what just had popped into my mind as I was sitting there thinking, what am I going to share? Uh, was that like as a manager, you kind of have to have all of the answers as a coach. You don't, it's just yeah. like being in the conversation and there to discover. Did you guys talk about that at all? Yes. You, yes. You did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause he, he, he talks about like the, the two different types. There's performance coaching 
What was that? Where was that? Because I think it's the uh, transactional versus transformational. Yes, transactional versus transformational. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I just wasn't totally dialed in during that part, but that was one thing that had popped into my mind. And, uh, you know, just like really being in that conversation and trusting yourself to be able to give really great coaching and to be able to help the person come to the answers. That's a, it's a huge thing. So, yeah. yeah. No, this is, I think maybe what John was talking about. Performance coaching is simpler, daily, practical for solving specific problems. Development coaching is more meaningful, self-directed. What are they going through? How to solve their own issues? So that's, there's, there's that different space because again, sometimes in our roles as managers, we need to tell them, you know, this, this, the stats over here, you need to do this. This is where, this is where the safety test is, you know, you can't, so where is it, you know, and then you know, what else, you know, where else could it be? You know, no, no, you know, it's just, sometimes it's just like, okay, there's no discovery here. They forgot. Um, <laughs> And the, the one, th- the, the just the final thing that that I want to leave everyone with is is I actually have printed out the seven questions, and I guess I don't have it here in my Toronto office, but and it just sits beside my computer, okay. And and again, it's not it's not my well, I should say it is my weekly. John knows these because you know, hey, what's on your mind, and 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 so it is my weekly coaching with because i'm dealing with very senior people who who are sort of again a lot of it is discovering what what's going on or what what are we breaking through or who who's got you know situations that we need to talk about but they're always there so that i'm reminded to use them i'm reminded to use them so it's something where i would recommend you know um and not always will you be using them in every coaching environment so it's good to bring it because to me, um, life's always about what sort of reminders are going to be there so that I just go and use this tool because otherwise it's just going to slip away, right? We just talked earlier about the habits that drive your life. So I really would love that all of you and all of you who are listening to this recording uh, and weren't here for the one uh, that we are actually had, just take this on and actually make it as a regular part of your coaching, because I think it just is so powerful. Like this, and this is a multi, multi, multi-million dollar book that continues to sell just enormously. And it sells for a reason because it's crazy, crazy powerful. So thank you so much for joining me. This was awesome. This was awesome. I wasn't sure how many people would would would, would join us today because I knew there'd be things. And by the way, Devin sort of commented that a bunch of his team are at Landmark. The advanced forum is this weekend. So that's super. I know they'll come join us. And there was a breakdown with the link. But it was really wonderful that we just had a screen of you that we could just see everybody and talk and have a great conversation. So let's go crush it this weekend. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Hey, cheers. You bet. Bye-bye. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, 
visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.